Hello, hello, and welcome to episode three of the mm-hmm. Chandy 1G Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chandy, and joining me is my illustrious co-host, 1G. 1G. What's up? Okay, so before we start here, I just wanted to, I guess this is kind of turning into a weekly topic, a recurring topic, but let's just bring up the 2K watch. <laughs> For me um so every week since the start of this podcast i think we've been covering how long i've been able to stop myself from buying 2k well i can officially say that the watch is over <laughs> we're done oh you you bought it yeah oh man i bought it last saturday when i was at an eb games and um i can say that the game is definitely a lot better in my opinion than what it was last year um they actually made improvements to the defense and it feels really good to play so it feels good to block people that is just something that i love doing in the game oh you you went to the store and like actually got a physical copy yeah and this is like the first time i bought a physical copy in like years too but i was i figured i was already at the mall and I was tempted by Luka Doncic just sitting there on the shelf, so I was like, okay, let's just yeah. get it. But yeah, I've been playing. It's been fun. Um, I probably won't... I mean, I guess this is the end of the 2K watch, so we won't hear any more about that, but let's see. Let's see how long it takes for me to get frustrated with the game. Is Rudy Gay still, like, a beast? Oh, man. I can. I remember the days when he was a monster. I think this this time, it's... It, the mantle has been passed over to Zach Levine, but oh. we'll see. Uh, Rudy Gay is not as good as, obviously not as good as he was before in the, in the game, but I feel like Zach Levine is the new Rudy Gay in there. Shout out 2K12. Yes. Oh, shout out 2K12. Anyways, moving on. Um, then there were some other interesting things, non-basketball related, that I was kind of, or I I was kind of surprised by and I'm pretty sure you wouldn't know either because I was talking to a couple of people and they didn't know. So first first of all, let me let me give you some context here. So I was um, listening to another one of my favorite podcasts from one of my favorite content creators, Kinda Funny. Shout out to Kinda Funny. And they were just talking I mean it's the Kinda Funny podcast. So they were just talking about random stuff. So one thing I wanted to bring up that literally blew my mind while i was driving and i and i listened to this fact is um actually let me get your input on this first what is your favorite berry like the fruit does it have to be like by definition a berry or it just has the name berry in it by definition like the, a berry like the family tree of a berry like okay. off the top of your head first thing first thing you can think of well, obviously, it's going to be strawberry, but I know it's not an actual berry. Is it? Is it not? Yeah, I don't think it is by definition. Oh, oh my God, you're blowing my mind. Are you serious? Because yeah. I always thought a strawberry obviously is a berry. So oh that's not what you learned. So what's the um, what's the no, mind okay. blowing fact? Okay, okay. So let me. Oh, so I you would say that the strawberry is your top berry number one berry right no that's the off first the, off, one that comes to my mind off yes. the top of your head okay yes for for me 
So I was kind of going through and I was listening to the podcast and in the podcast they said that blueberries number one berry. And then they also mentioned, you know, shout out to raspberries, which I hate. I think they're mm-hmm. too sour. Um my first instinct obviously would also be strawberry. Because, mm. you know, it has berry in the name, so I thought it was a strawberry. But they were doing some research and it turns out there are so many other f- vegetables and fruits that are classified as berries that we never we never even knew of. Like, like an this apple? Was, no, no, no. So, like, this is the one that blew my mind. So, did you know a cucumber is a berry? No. So, yeah. I'm, what's the definition then? It's it's part of, like, the berry, like, family tree. It's on Wikipedia. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Wikipedia, Wikipedia has been fact-checked. But a cucumber is a berry. An eggplant is also classified as a berry as well. Mm. And they have some scientific definition, but... I was just mind blown. Like, oh my god, you have these vegetables that are berries now too. Crazy. I guess um, if you guys haven't listened to this show before, uh, thanks for listening. And let me quickly tell you about our show. So, if you're here for expert level fantasy basketball analysis or waiver wire pickups that's going to win your league or in depth reviews of fantasy strategies, then you're in the wrong place because we are just two dudes, literally just talking and just talking about anything uh sometimes or most of the time fantasy basketball related sometimes it's not but we're just talking about some things sometimes we give good advice so if you're down to listen to us chat and hang out then come join us so let's get started with some news so i know this week has been a pretty crazy week um in terms of news actually uh with coming out within the last two days so okay so starting with some news for this week so uh, we got a packed show full of I guess similar news is what I would call it but starting off um, it's our weekly Ben Simmons update so I know Ben Simmons has been literally everywhere in terms of the news in the last couple weeks so uh, hopefully this whole Ben Simmons saga will end soon, but let's. Um, the latest update from the Ben Simmons camp is that uh, he is still holding out, and it seems like he is okay with taking a hit in terms of salary and everything. So, um, I mean, I guess what are your thoughts on this? It's. I know we talk a lot about Ben Simmons, so you might not yeah. have any diff- anything else new, but what do you think about him holding out on the on the 76ers? I think the damage has been too far gone now so i think like daryl morey just has to kind of accept his best offer right because i mean this is what happens when you pay a guy this much money it's almost like pocket change to him at this point um as to where he's gonna go i think minnesota for some reason i keep reading minnesota so i feel like he's gonna go to minnesota yeah, there's been a lot of news about, I guess Minnesota is the betting favorite if you were to bet your money on, on them. But I feel like with the news coming up later, I think I don't, I think Minnesota kind of drops out of the, the run, at least mm. not at number one. I maybe move, the, move down a couple notches, but yeah, I feel like um, the, the news about the young disgruntled stars kind of continues, but uh, one thing I actually want to add too, and I thought it was pretty funny. 
is um, I saw the comments from uh, the Golden State uh, GM. I think it was Joe Joe Lacob, Lacob, mm-hmm. and uh, he made comments about how um, Ben Simmons or he doesn't want Ben Simmons. Basically, he thinks he's not a good fit on the team. And then for some reason, I just the NBA just fined him fifty thousand dollars for making that comment, called it like anti-tampering. But I'm like, how is this? <laughs> How is this tampering? Because he said he doesn't want the player, right? It's not like he's right. trying to actively recruit him. So I just thought that was pretty funny to, to mention. So yeah, I, uh, moving on, I guess um, we had another news about the disgruntled star, which is the young, I, I like to call him the young king, Zion Williamson in New Orleans. Um, news about him being unhappy with how they handled his uh, kind of his return in the bubble um, and how they're limiting his playtime. Um, any, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, <clears throat> like for this one, I think I saw it coming just because this GM has made so many bad moves already. Um, you know, last year, who did he get? Eric Bledsoe, oh. Steven Adams. Even Adam, he just yeah. it, it just a bunch of win now trades that didn't really make sense. And then I was talking to you about this earlier. It feels like they're doing the same thing they did with Anthony Davis, although they got better players to win now with him. But I remember like Anthony Davis getting drafted, and then a year later, you you know you trade your picks away, you get Drew Holiday, you sign Tyreek Evans, you get Eric Gordon, and then you're competing. But obviously, they never got anywhere, right? So. I feel like it's the same thing with Zion. You're just moving too fast, in my opinion. Like they didn't build really. Like what? What's the other? Who, what other rookies is he playing with? Exactly. Right. And I, I think with yeah, I think with these young superstars that everyone pretty much sees Zion as, and and what AD was before is that you kind of need to give them time. I think um, they are dominant, obviously, but. You need to give them time to kind of develop and get used to the NBA game. And then you can kind of slowly bring in the pieces. Uh, kind of like, I think kind of like how Milwaukee did with Middleton and Giannis. They gave them that time and then they slowly put together that team. They, they got Brooke Lopez, they got... And then finally, they're, they're kind of like, they're topping on, or they're, they're finishing touch on it was adding Drew Holiday there. And I think that team, you know, built to perfection in terms of what their identity is. You know, the players all all bought in and, you know, that's a great team. So I think, yeah, um, New Orleans GM seems to be, I don't even know his name. Was it, was he David Griffin? I think that sounds right. Yeah, like ex-GM of the Cavs. But yeah, it seems like trying to pull in a lot of these players is not really helping develop these stars. Yeah, and but like the thing is, Bradham Ingram is also young and very good. Like, that's a, I have no complaints there. It's just like, you know, Stephen Adams, and then like I have no problems with Jonas too. But you know, I feel like a lot of uh, picks were traded along the way, right? Where you could have just, you know, drafted and developed that player alongside Zion, right? So, I'm not really surprised seeing this. Yeah, I, I mean, every time I think back to Zahn, I just feel like he's obviously he's good. He's great. He has that talent, but he hasn't played enough games. I think I look somewhere and he only has about what 88 career games in almost two or three years in the league. 
So he's been out with injury a lot, uh, and I can't help but feel like he he doesn't want obviously he doesn't want to be mismanaged injury wise, but I just hope you know he can get back to 100%, actually play a full season, and we can actually see you know the true potential of what Zion can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the flip side, like a team like the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they were I thought that they also like rebuilt too fast too but they proved me wrong right so maybe you know these players that they add can you know give them like a deep playoff run but I highly doubt it do you think it's because maybe because of the positioning Um, I know Zion and AD they're both power forwards right and I think the league kind of is moving away from the more of the big men kind of thing um and then transitioning more to guards and everything so with trey i feel like trey and luca i feel like you know they they're they're guards and then they're dominant and i feel like if you build it's kind of easier to build around the guard these days you just Mm. throw you throw you just keep throwing shooters at them and then the guard can handle the ball and then just make the passes right so you Mm. think it's maybe a, a positional thing Oh, that, that's interesting because like another team that um, drafted a... I'm trying to think of other teams that drafted power forwards and the Grizzlies come to mind, like Jaron Jackson, right? Yeah. And then the year after, they drafted John Moran and now they're building yeah. around him. So I guess, um, but I like, I don't think you're going to get a player better than Zion on that roster. So you're going to have to learn how to build around him or at least let him play yeah and i guess this kind of oh this does actually fit in quite well with the news uh coming up yesterday um with uh minnesota and them firing their gm uh was it gerson rosas roses um but yeah he's um he's officially out and i read rumors that it was most likely because he had affairs with some of his co-workers there which is crazy but um i mean what do you think about this i know i saw a tweet uh later on that uh, that carl anthony towns was quite disappointed or surprised at least by by the firing because it kind of really came out of nowhere at least mm-hmm. in our eyes i think like if he reads the reasons then maybe he would or maybe he he's thinking differently now so i don't really think that it'll affect much actually yeah i i'm just kind of thinking because along with you know the zion and benson getting mad i feel like carl anthony towns has to be nearing like being mm-hmm. fed up with with that with that front office i mean minnesota has always been i remember back a couple of years people like a lot of minnesota fans were saying that they're spooky and when they added Jimmy Butler, I feel like that team really had an edge. They had something uh, with Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler. I think they also had Zach Levine. No, Zach Levine was in Chicago, part of the Jimmy Butler trade. But yeah, it was that was like a, a good team, and they made the playoffs for the first time, and everyone was super excited. And then ever since then, they've just gone downhill. Yeah. No. See, this is actually related to the. Um what we were just talking about earlier with like mm-hmm. kind of rebuilding too. even when they did that Jimmy Butler trade 
I was like, this is too soon. Yeah. Uh, just, just my opinion, because uh, not even hindsight 2020, Zach Levine looked like he was about to break out. But do you think Zach Levine would have, like, I mean, obviously he's been great in Chicago, but I feel like he definitely would get less touches in Minnesota, um, which means maybe less of a chance of breaking out. Oh, uh, no, I don't. Like, I think he would have, you know, rose up through the depth chart. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. imagine, like, Zach Levine on that roster now, right? Instead of D'Angelo yeah. Russell. <laughs> um, anyways, but, you know, like, sometimes it's good to move on from players, right? Because they, they, they had Wiggins at some point. They also had Chris Dunn, who turned out to be nobody, right? So it's always interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then... I guess it kind of fits with our theme, you know, how, like, GMs tend to want to win as soon as possible, and I feel like if they don't give their stars some, some time to develop, again, they are going to be left with unhappy stars, and at the end of the day, if you're a small market like, like, maybe like New Orleans or even like Minnesota, it's just kind of disappointing because, you know, you have these guys and you kind of waste their, their prime. Yeah. Like, Cat has been in the league for, like, six years now. Um, I think we're going to see, like, if this this has to be, like, the final season where if they keep losing, he's gone. And speaking of final seasons, we got our newest news, or the latest news that come in was news about Zach Levine. Um, actually, it's quite positive in that the fact that he is expecting big things this year. Um, but this is the last year on his contract, so this is kind of the prove-it year for Chicago to kind of help retain uh, Zach Levine. So I know Chicago, one of the biggest off-season movers uh, in the league. I feel with um, even before the off-season, they got they got Vucevic, and then now they added Demar, and they also added Lonzo. So that team they're adding big names but do you think this is what they need to get them at least into the playoffs oh yeah i mean they'll be in the playoffs it's just i don't think they'll go far and wait uh laurie marketing got traded can you just like i have a brain fart right now what yeah. what happened again like who <laughs> who, who got traded, traded for who again? yeah yeah i can't like my mind is yeah, blank yeah. right now <laughs> yeah so I think Lori was a Lori Markinen was an RFA, so he he only got traded for it was basically like a sign in trade. He got and he got traded to the Cavs, um, and I think Larry Nance came the other way. But then they flipped Larry Nance for I think Derek Jones Jr. That's okay. off the top of my head. I, okay. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they also. Um, Chicago also did another trade where they threw Thad Young over to the Spurs. Ah, uh, okay. That's now it's coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they made a, a whole, like, roster shifting moves. I think the only players still there are... Kobe uh, White. Are Kobe White. <laughs> Kobe White and um, Zach Levine and obviously Vucevic. So, like, what do you think? Do you think Zach, even with a... Zach Levine, even with a postseason appearance with from with chicago do you think that's enough to keep him on the team or do you think he's going to test the free agency no i think he'll stay yeah because yeah because the team's made a bunch of moves already right um and like this is his team like he's better than demar 
he's probably yeah. better than Vucevic too, right? Because Vucevic already had his chance to show like if he could lead a team or not, and it's just like perennial first round exits. So this is Zach Levine's team, and I think that he will probably stay because he believe like he's been training with Demar and stuff, right? So I think I don't know. I think Demar's just I don't think he's a winner, yeah. but you know Zach Levine does. So yeah, it's. It's going to be interesting to see how they mesh over there because Damar has always been kind of like the go-to guy, whichever team he's been to. Um, he's kind of been either the number one or number two option for the mm-hmm. team, uh, even on, you know, obviously on Toronto, but even in the Spurs. Uh, in terms of scoring, I think he was like the number one option or number two option at least for the Spurs. Um, and going to the Bulls, he's definitely going to be behind Zach Levine, but he may even get behind... Vucevic because I feel like Vucevic is more efficient than Demar, but mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, fantasy owners keep your eyes on the Bulls because there might be some opportunity to buy low if some players, you know, start off the season kind of weak, like possibly Lonzo Ball. We don't know his role. I mean, we know oh, he's yeah. a starting guard there, but in terms of scoring, he's not going to be relied upon pretty much. But I think ball handling and his assist numbers might go up, so mm-hmm. something to look at for fantasy owners. Yeah, and like even for like Vucevic right now is, you know, ranked in the first two rounds. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? Never mind. I'm gonna stop that thought. He'll probably still finish <laughs> with second round value. I'll just yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> He's always proven me wrong, but I yeah. mean, I've drafted him and and I'm surprised by him so often. So. Uh, and I guess finally moving on to kind of like the developing news here is that um, we've been seeing a lot of reports from different uh, sources saying that you know this player is, un- is unvaccinated or this player refuses to declare their vaccination status. So mm. going on, that's going to be a pretty big news this year. I know with, you know, obviously with this pandemic and everything going on, there is going to be questions about vaccinations for players and i feel and i start i'm starting to feel like i think the nba nba didn't mandate vaccinations for players but i'm starting to feel like arenas or teams are starting are going to be banning players from playing if they're not vaccinated um the news started i guess a long time ago with michael porter jr um i guess kind of refusing to be vaccinated i'm not sure exactly about that but um and then we got news about Andrew Wiggins also refusing to, to, to declare his vaccination status. And now we hear rumors of Kyrie uh, mm-hmm. also not being vaccinated. So what do you, th- I mean, this is going to be a big news when the season starts, but yeah, just, yeah, we just wanted to kind of touch upon it because I know we're going to get more news on it. Well, it's big news in terms of fantasy too, in my opinion, at least for Kyrie, because like, you know, if he plays, he's, you know, first round, late first round, second round player floor, right? And he's he's playing on, like in New York, right? And that's one of the states that says, uh, you gotta be vaccinated or whatever, right? So like high risk, high reward for Kyrie. And same thing with like Wiggins, um, also with Golden State, or sorry, um, San Francisco, they need to be vaccinated as well but obviously you know his value to a lesser extent not as important still like a what is he like seventh eighth round player yeah i mean we're we're still talking about players that are going to be drafted like these are probably not going to be guys you're going to see in the waiver wire 
So I feel like this is going to be so interesting. Um, I know I would not, I would probably shy away from all three of those guys. But Oh, um, no. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from Michael Porter Jr. Kyrie? though. Oh, really? No, 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 no. Kyrie, I would stay away from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Kyrie, every time I stay away from him, he's proven me wrong. And I, I went on Instagram the other day and I, I watched a lot of these. For some reason, a lot of these Kyrie videos show up. So I've been watching him during his Boston days. And man, oh. when, when he's playing, yeah. there's you can't stop this guy. He, he has so many moves. He, he gives every point opposing point guard a hard time to defend. And he seems, he, he seems pretty efficient too. So yeah, I mean, this is going to be very interesting as the season goes on. So with that, let's move into our kind of our ongoing topic of the show uh, for the week. So let's kind of move into actually something we kind of discuss off the air. But uh, we w- kind of want to chat about um, some of these um, or the, about the rankings from Yahoo. And I feel like the Yahoo rankings are constantly being changed on us. So instead of I guess going with the Yahoo rankings, we were going to at least one of my favorite resources for fantasy basketball, which is hashtag basketball uh, and looking at their fantasy basketball ratings for the upcoming season. And we'll kind of go through them quickly and uh, see where we can find some value or when we think a player is a bit overrated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we'll do it. We'll kind of do it over again because we went over the first 12 based on Yahoo, but like I like like and like uh, Chandy said, <laughs> um, Yahoo constantly changes. So we're gonna go straight to hashtag and just go over the players that we kind of kind of already went over really quickly. Yeah. So starting off, um, I guess we'll go down the list of players pretty quickly. At least the first twelve because we've already discussed about them before. So starting off on hashtag basketball, we have number one first overall pick is Nikola Jokic. So I'll start with this. I mean, obviously, I feel like this is the right ranking. I feel like he's just at the right spot. You can't go higher than number one, but I think Jokic is good at that position. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. He should, if you have number one, you got to pick him. Yeah. And then moving on, I think, I feel like this is kind of the start of the controversy, but number two is James Harden. Uh, Hashtag basketball has him rated pretty high and I feel like for James Harden, this is actually one that I think he's rated too high here. What do you think? I agree too. It's just because um, I think we touched on it last week, but out of the three players, he'd probably take the back seat or willingly take the back seat, right? So yeah. maybe the assists will go up, but I think everyone else, will, everything else will go down. But obviously, you'll get better efficiency. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think too high. Yeah. And moving on to number three, we got Steph Curry. So actually, I agree with number three. I think he's just right at number three. This guy, like we said last week, he can win you threes if he has a good game. So he, he, in my opinion, is properly rated at number three. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a toss up between him and Kevin Durant, you know, two and three. So I agree with what uh, Hashtag has right now. Yeah, so with number four, moving on, that's Kevin Durant as well. So yeah, like you said, I think um, actually might be a bit low. I know number four is already pretty high, but 
might be a bit low for him. I feel like he's the person you, you target if you're looking for someone in Brooklyn instead of James Harden. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And then moving on to number five. So this is where it gets a bit questionable, I feel like. Um, I pro- we'll probably have m- more to say. But number five, we have Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, mm. Do you want to start on this with your reading? I think Lillard is a little too high. I, I put him around like seven-ish. Like the pros yeah. for him is always consistency. But, you know, he hurts you in field goal um turnovers rebounds but i just feel like there are better players than him actually looking at it i feel like for turnovers he's actually been pretty good compared to everyone else above him um but yeah i know what you mean he's he's in a situation where it's similar to what he's been before but i think i still feel like number five is way too high for dame and even just looking at like positional things, he's only a point guard. He's not a point guard. Oh, right, guard. So right, right. That's gonna kind of limit his value too. And his his situation with Portland, I feel like that is in the air as well. So I think this is too high as well for Damian Lillard. Okay, you have much better points. Actually, we should ignore <laughs> turnovers with the first yeah. round. Everyone's like yeah. a turnover machine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Moving on to number six, uh, we got Carl Anthony Towns, um, number six. So I actually feel like this is too, and eh, actually this is just right. Actually, I feel like this is just right. Um, with players like Carl Anthony Towns and Jokic, they they really don't hurt you anywhere. Um, they're gonna give you as a, as a big, they're gonna give you good field goal percentage. They're good free throw shooters. Um, they even shoot threes, you know. Well, Cat's an amazing three-point shooter. Exactly. So I feel like number six is just right. He's kind of like a Jokic light minus the assists. So and more threes, but yeah, I think this is just right. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. you know give or take one, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and then moving on to number seven, we got Bradley Beal. So. Mm-hmm. This one, I I've all, I I think he's way too high. I mean, I know Bradley Beal is the number one option over there in Washington. He's pretty much the only option over there. But I think um, it's kind of dangerous to pick uh, Beal this high just because with kind of no more Westbrook and I guess you add in Kuzma, but without any real talent surrounding him, it's... I mean, teams are going to lock onto him, so his field goal percentage might take a dip. Um, but obviously, he's going to find a way to score. He's Bradley Beal, but I think this is just too high for him. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right, too. Cool. Uh, moving on to number eight, we got Jason Tatum. Um, do you want to give us your thoughts on this first? I think this is just right, because um, Tatum just, I feel like he improves every year. He's the go-to mm-hmm. guy. And then last year, before COVID, he was returning first-round value. Um, and I feel like he's going to capitalize on that. Because now they don't have... Um, well, he has to carry the scoring even more so now. Because instead of uh, Walker, mm-hmm. I think Marcus Smart is starting. And we know mm-hmm. that Marcus is not a scorer. Yeah. 
and I feel like uh, the way that that Boston team is built, he he's not really gonna have a chance to you know chuck chuck the ball too much. I feel like he's gonna be efficient as well. Um, yeah, and uh, I think for me, my rating this is just right for Jason Tatum, number eight. Uh, and then number nine, we got Joel Embiid. I know we talked about him last week. So quickly, what are your opinions on Joel Embiid at number nine? I think he's in that eight to ten range. So I agree with this rating. Yeah, yeah, and I agree as well. I feel like these top players are pretty much. I mean, when you get down to to where we are around this area, this range, I feel like you can't go wrong with anyone that's available. But the biggest question I feel is coming up at number 10 hashtag mm -hmm. basketball has Giannis listed at number 10 and I guess my opinion is I feel like this is too low for him uh, obviously reigning MVP he's gonna carry you in field goal percentage some weeks and the only thing that that he has that people have a knock on him is his free throw percentage and I feel like that's very valid he does shoot a lot of free throws so he's going to hurt you there and obviously threes as well he's going to hurt you there so what do you think about Giannis here? I think it's too low because I mean like <clears throat> obviously he kills you in free throws but everybody other than Jokic and possibly Harden has some kind of like uh, weakness right so this is Giannis's weakness if you punt free throws he's ranked second which uh, I feel like you're going to have to punt something with anybody other than Jokic so too low in my opinion yeah and not to mention Giannis is he doesn't rest <laughs> he I know he rested mm -hmm. a few games last year yes. but this, yeah. this, he's, he's young he doesn't rest he's gonna keep going his motor his energy is always there yeah. um doesn't seem like he gets injured so I feel like yeah again this is too low for him I feel like I have him maybe five five or six spots higher yeah where he is you. now uh, and then moving on, number 11, surprisingly, I feel, we got Paul George at number 11. Um, you want to give your thoughts on Paul George? I've always liked having Paul George on my team. So Really? Yes. Um, I think this this is just right, though, uh, because right, like it's his team now, right? And when Paul George goes off, he's returning first-round value. Like, he's top five sometimes. Um, Cause he's he gives you a crazy amount of steals, but why is he only projected to give one steal this year? Am yeah, I that reading seems that right. Bit, Do you see that yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. The projection is really low on on his steals rating, but if you kind of look at everyone else within these like top twenty four, I mean, you really don't have anyone higher than one point hmm. two, one point three even. I, I mean, I don't think Jokic has a higher projected steal than Paul George, in my opinion. Yeah, Paul George is is better is better perimeter defender, which probably will get you more steals. But yeah, I think um, number eleven, I ha I have him. I mean, I think he's just right. But fantasy is all about you know your own valuation of a player, and I feel like mm -hmm. Paul George, even though he's a good fantasy player, I just don't really love watching him. So I probably wouldn't pick him there. But I feel like he's just right. So wait, you don't like watching him? He's no, silky smooth. I I don't like watching him. It's just maybe his like he'll jack up a really lot of shots. Cause yeah. what? Cause off court antics really get to me. I oh. feel like you know with all like his cockiness and his you know the stories of him and and Doc Rivers and everything. I just I I feel like he's not a good dude. 
I don't know that for sure in real life, but I, I just don't enjoy watching him because probably because of that reason. Yeah. Hey, so if you get number 10 and I'm 11, <laughs> don't pick him. I mean, I'll if I get number up. 10, I'm picking Giannis. If Giannis is available. Giannis like is not going to be available. <laughs> just like how uh, hashtag fat, uh, basketball says he is, I'm picking Giannis if yeah. I have number 10. That's a terrible... Um, so I don't know. Maybe they're... they're their weight on free throws is insane yeah. or maybe the volume that it most likely is the volume Giannis attempts mm. 10 free throws a game so yeah oh. he's near the anyways in terms of attempts so well, speaking of on. though yes. we have Donkic <laughs> for the same reason Donkic is mm -hmm. actually number 12 um yeah. what do you think about that ah oh, man Donkic oh number 12 I I think that's too low I feel like this guy triple double threat consistently um yeah, he's kind of a defensive liability in terms of fantasy. He doesn't give you that defensive stats. And his free throw is kind of low, which is really surprising to me. Um, but I feel like he should be higher. I, I have him going pretty much within like the 7 to 10 range. Um, mm. I think number 12 is just a bit too low for him. What do you think? Yeah, I, I know we were like talking a lot of smack last week, or was it two weeks ago on him, but... Yeah, I mean, if you take out free throws, he's pretty much up there. So I would definitely like he he's the he's the like the main guy on the team, right? He's the mascot, so he should be yeah. going up higher. Yeah, that's seven to seven to nine range. So yeah, it's too low. Yeah, and then um, you know, I just had a thought. You know, what would be interesting if people actually follow this list were like can pretty much close to it, like the first nine guys go in, in the order that they that they say it was. Yeah. Imagine if you're picking, let's say you're picking last in the league or you're 12th and mm -hmm. you have that snake pick or that snake draft. What if you can you can land Luka and Giannis? Like but back that, back. Wait, but then Giannis would be like 12th then. There's no way. Yeah, I'm just saying like if he's in range to kind of drop, I mean, I mean, people may have, you know, actually looking at the next 12 guys. I don't think you can pick anyone above them, but just that'd just be as crazy though that'd i know be crazy. just as just just as a like a thought exercise it wouldn't be insane to have Giannis and luca i mean if you're punt you're punting free throws hard but you yeah. are pretty great in all the other areas which is like awesome. you're just coasting to the playoffs at that point <laughs> I know, no like crazy. honestly the only way that this would happen is one if uh yahoo's projections were based on hashtag and yeah. two someone like forgot to enter the like lobby you know trying to log on auto -pick. remember the password yeah and then oh, yeah. like auto pick happens <laughs> but i mean if you auto pick i'm pretty sure Giannis is at the top there yeah right? or even funnier is like if you log on and you know you're queuing stuff uh for later you don't queue any of the top people because you already know that they're gonna get drafted and then it auto picks anyways <laughs> yeah that'd be funny but um yeah i feel like i guess I mean, we went through the top 12 here, but I feel like we 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 should probably cut it short here just because we don't want to go too long in, in, in the, the podcast mm -hmm. here. So next week, maybe we'll dedicate uh, more time to try to cover 24 players upcoming. But yeah. um, I feel like the next 24, we're going to have a lot of discussion because round three is a mess. <laughs> based, oh, yeah. <laughs> based on hashtag basketball, round three is a mess round two we have a lot of debate so 
maybe we'll dedicate an entire episode to, to doing this if the news is kind of light on that week but we'll have to see and because we know that uh many people are going to start drafting soon too so we'll get on that oh yeah for sure so i guess with that that kind of puts us to an end of episode three here um i know what are we two weeks two three weeks away from the beginning of the season so everyone's getting pretty excited about fantasy everyone's gonna start drafting hopefully everyone's gonna start listening to the show we got 40 ish minutes into this episode so we're trying to keep it short here uh anything else you want to add 1g to to hopefully our loyal listeners listening all the way to the end here if anything don't uh don't pass on giannis at 10 <laughs> yeah i mean and if you're drafting 12 pray just pray that Luca and Giannis are there. If you can do, if you can get a team like that, you're gonna coast to the finals easily. That'll never happen though. <laughs> exactly. So buy a lottery that, ticket if that happens. I mean, if that happens, buy a lottery ticket. Thank the person. Thank the two people ahead of you that that passed on Giannis, <laughs> because maybe because they saw something in Paul George, maybe they saw something in another player down in the next round, but thank them. Maybe you should, <laughs> you know, buy them a gift, send them a gift basket or something. But um, basically gifting you a fantasy or a playoff appearance, hopefully. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, with that, we'll end our show here. Um, you know, look look forward to next episode where hopefully we cover 12 more players. Hopefully we do another an extra 12 if we have some time. But I think that is pretty much it. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next week.